No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world, and we got J.I. on the podcast, one of the hottest artists coming up out of New York City right now. How you feeling, man? I'm feeling good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, happy to uh, have you on here. You remind me of a lot of, like, the people that I, like, when I lived in New York, because that's one thing that, like, the, like New York City-based Puerto Ricans, you just don't see a lot of them in the rap game, but if you live in New York, that's, like, a big part of the culture. Mm-hmm. So it's very good to have you like out here representing. Ah, thank you for sure. I'm glad you see that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Where do you uh? So where did you grow up exactly? Brooklyn, Crown Heights. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what, talk about your upbringing. What was it like? I mean, I, I I grew up writing. That was like my my strong that like my strong element in school. Okay. That was weird. I used to write like stories, like sci-fi stories, uh-huh. comic books, and I would just do that during class. I wouldn't even pay attention. And then I guess like middle school came. And then that's when I really, like, I, I kind of shifted into, like, writing stories to, like, writing lyrics, writing mm-hmm. music. And then I guess, like, around 14, that's kind of when I, like, I got my first break. I went on a TV show right. called The Rap Game. What about the, let's, like, stay on the writing type shit for a while, though, because I feel like that's really interesting because a lot of rappers, I feel like that's, that's, like, the thing that makes you a good lyricist or a good rapper or a good writer is to have that sort of writing element yeah. involved like mm-hmm. how did you get into that at a young age i don't know i was weird like i i was just obsessed with it i was obsessed with like i felt like if you do something you got to do it all day to get good at it mm. and I, I used to like be a hardcore eminem fan right so like I, I watched the interview and he had like a box of just like written lyrics i forgot the name of the um interviewer but it was like I think 60 minutes or something, he was on it, and he was just telling the dude, like, yo, I freestyle all day, every day. So I'm like, oh, he does that? Let me try doing that. And I used to do that shit all the time. Mm. And then I rap battled when I was younger. I would rap battle people in my hood, people in school. Right. And then I did it on TV and stuff like that. So I was able to freestyle when I was younger, but I don't know. I was just more into, like, writing and stuff like that. Yeah, that's interesting. So, like, that connection between, uh, like, writing and then, like rapping like did you make that connection pretty early on what you mean like uh you know making the the connection of like oh i'm good at writing and i also like music like maybe i can be good at one of at, at the other one just because i'm good at the first one mm-hmm. something like that yeah i, I mean i guess it kind of helped me a little bit mm. as far as storytelling and stuff like that but i mean now, now i just freestyle i don't even write anymore i just go on the, it's weird because Back then, I, I had to write to go. In order to make a song, I had to write. But I guess last year, I just started freestyling. All my songs that blew up was just all freestyles. Mm. I don't even write anymore. So at what point did you actually start making music and putting it online? Because anybody who's done the deep dive into your catalog has definitely seen that you've been rapping since you were very, very young. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like 14. It, I actually started releasing music to get on TV. Oh, really? Okay. So I was rapping like two years prior to that, but I didn't really, I wasn't recording. I was just lazy. Oh, okay. So when I went on the TV show, I got the opportunity. I just started recording like crazy. So, I mean, I deleted it off SoundCloud, so y'all probably not going to find it because, you feel me? But, yeah, definitely 14. That's when I started like putting out music. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. And it was because of this reality show, The Rap Game? Mm Mm-hmm. So that was kind of like a, did that help like basically make your career or the idea of you making music it like blasted it into high gear because before that you were just sort of rapping on the block or whatever and that was like oh i'm around all these actual legitimate artists i can be like them mm-hmm. you know what it is though when you come off a tv show they don't take you serious right they put you in the category of like a uh reality television artist or like 
I don't know. I, I don't want to offend like reality stars and stuff like that. But they, it's true. Like the the fans, the viewers put you in a category. So people knew me off being on TV. They didn't know me for my music. Mm. So for like two years after that, I was just like struggling, trying to like get out there and with my music and stuff like that. So it got to a point where I just stopped chasing it, and I just eventually it just came to me where I just said, you know what? I took a break for like a year. I stopped writing. I stopped making music, and then. I, I kind of came back to it, and then from there, I, I don't know, it just, it took off after that. Yeah, no, yeah, it's definitely been crazy seeing it blow up. You feel like you blew up in New York City before you blew up in the online, or was it the other way around? I don't know. I mean, I actually feel like I blew up in Connecticut first. Really? Because we had to go to CT to kind of solidify everything. We did a bunch of press runs, went to different radio stations, did interviews, oh, wow. kind of like stamped it, but I mean, it kind of it works like that. You have to blow up everywhere else in order for your city to kind of like, oh, all right, all right. Right, like New York is so fucking skeptical of anybody trying to do anything. Mm-hmm. It's like fucking, I don't know. It just seems like they have kind of like the hardest like criteria in order yeah. to accept anybody. Mm-hmm. Do, who was like on your team or or who was involved in your career from early on? Because it's like I, I I saw some stuff about like your mom being mm-hmm. involved in your career early on. Like was that a, a big help or was she guiding you in the right direction and shit? Yeah, definitely. She, she she was there like in the beginning as far as like me going on TV uh-huh. and then like the years after that but after that I kind of just I got to an age where I just said you know what like you just focus on you I'm gonna focus on this is when I stopped making music so we kind of just I just stopped making music and then when I kind of got back to it I, I said I'm gonna find a new manager and then I got with the manager I'm with now mm-hmm. and then from there everything just kind of like you feel me came together Right, definitely. Okay, so you're like doing these sort of press runs and like just getting your stuff out there. When did you really start to feel like you had a wave going though? Because like now it's hard to find any of your songs that don't have like millions of plays. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure that there was a time period where it wasn't going that well. And then did it just start blowing up or was it a real slow grind? Or I feel like what kind of like showed me was because um, I had a show last October. I had opened up for A Buggy and... Prior to that show, I hadn't performed in two years. Mm. My last performance, I had got booed off stage, like, on some crazy shit. So that... I meant to watch that video, but I actually did not. Nah, we were on the booed off stage. Yeah, I, I just, they I heard about nah, it. there's no video. Oh, there's no video. Nah, okay, okay. hell no. So, I was gonna Google that, yeah. Nah, yeah, I mean, who knows, maybe. <laughs> but, um, nah, from what I know, I don't think so. But it was at, like, a Fresh Empire event. So, y'all got the evidence y'all need now. So just put one or two together, see if y'all can find it. <laughs> but, um... Was that a traumatic event? It was alright. It was, I don't know. It, I don't. I don't blame them for doing that, cause it, I had to like. It really woke me up. I thought I was like. I thought I was on the right path as far as the music I was making. So for me getting that response, I kind of realized I wasn't. But when I got on that stage two years later with a boogie, that kind of like solidified it, cause everybody just went crazy. So I went from getting booed off stage to like. Performing in front of like a sold out show. What was the show that you got booed off stage though? Because I feel like I could see a A boogie crowd fucking with your music, mm-hmm. but who- it was the same crowd. Oh really? Yeah, like wow. they were playing A boogie. It was playing Chief Keef, all the local artists. My my music back then was different. Like I can't explain. It was more clean, I guess. Okay. I wasn't cursing. I wasn't using profanity. So I was just going along with my age, out of respect, you know. But. I don't know. They just didn't like my music right. at the time. Okay, so that that performance did really good when you over a boogie, and then oh, yeah, that yeah. that invigorated you to start going hard again, or what? Yeah, nah, like for sure, cause um, 
this was like a it was it was more pressure on me too because we had a bunch of a and r's at that show because we had we had kind of started like a bidding war mm. at this point so like we brought like, we brought out a bunch of a and r's from different labels and then from there i mean i i, I just said whatever happens kind of like is like my answer as far as if I'm gonna continue or not. Like if if this goes bad, then it, you feel me. It kind of just shows what's gonna happen next. But after that, I, I guess I just realized like you know there's more to come. And then we went on our own tour. After that, we we did a tour. We showed we had I had done my own tour. We had a bunch of sold out dates. It was just an experience. You feel me? But it, I learned a lot about myself that day. That's crazy. Was it because like as a young man when you were doing the battle rap and shit, were you like really confident or were you just doing it? Because it feels like in order for your confidence to survive getting booed off stage like that and then to come back and keep going and stuff, even when you're taking that break, it's like did your confidence waver? Did you start to like wonder like am I actually built for this level of success I'm trying to reach? Uh yeah, I mean, from getting booed when I was younger I had a bunch of confidence. Right. Because I, I mean I'm on TV. I'm young, this, that, and the third, so I kind of like, I thought, I mean, I thought I was on top of the world at that time. Right. I had maybe 400,000 followers. Okay. So I thought I was, I don't know, I thought I was lit, but then me getting booed off stage, that kind of, that sparked the whole break I took off of music. Because mm. from there, I was just like, I got to take a break. Like, me seeing that, I'm just like, I'm getting this response for some type of reason. There's a reason why people are reacting like this. So let me see what it is. And then from there, I stopped making music for months. I wouldn't even do anything. It kind of sparked like a little depression I went into. But after that, I was good. Like I went back in the studio and I kind of I studied what was coming out of New York. That's what I really did. Mm. When I took that break, I said, "Look, who's coming out of New York?" I saw who was coming out of New York. The upcoming artists at this time, the melodic sound and the drill sound was buzzing crazy. I'm just like. I don't really want to do drill, so I'll lean towards more the melodies. I was already doing melodies, you know. Mm. I just felt like I had to, I had to, I had to have something that people wanted to listen to. You can't just come in the game and not have something to offer, you know. Right. Yeah. I mean, definitely, uh, your music strikes me though as like you're somebody who's blown up off the strength of just having good music that people just genuinely fuck with, though. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, you know. I'm not gonna name names, but there's definitely people we've seen who kind of like blew up because they acted crazy on Instagram yeah, or had gimmick. some kind of theatrics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you uh, ever find yourself sort of dipping into that? Or is that something that you've thought about? Is like, damn, maybe I'm not messy enough to really be getting academics to write about me every week or whatever. I think about that sometimes, but you know what? I'd rather be an artist that people listen to because of his music. I respect that more. I feel mm-hmm. like I feel like gimmicks are hot for the moment, but then after a while it's like, all right, like that was funny when it came out. Mm. I, I just, I'm here to make good music, regardless. And don't get me wrong, there's people who still don't like me. There's a lot of people who don't like my music, but I feel like I'd rather put out quality music rather than be lit because of something I'm, I have to lie about or an act I have to put on, you understand me? I feel like there's too much people like that. And that was something I really like wanted to like put out there. I don't, I don't need a gimmick, you understand me? I don't need to get naked on Instagram. I mean, if you see my Instagram, I post funny shit, but it's like, even sometimes the label tells me like, yo, you're, you're, I'm crazy in my own way too, because I, I do do like certain, if you go to my last post, you'll be like, oh, nah, never mind, like, this kid is bugging. <laughs> but like, I, I don't really need a gimmick. I just want to put out good music, you understand me? And I, w- I want to be able to at least impact the people I am right now positively. Right. Yeah. So when you linked up with the label, how much did that 
change things and shit. And do you feel like that was basically essential that you made that move in terms of, because I feel, I get the feeling definitely that you're trying to be like a massive artist that you're not trying to just be some cool underground mm -hmm. rapper. The thing is, it's funny because I was very impatient. Like when I first started dropping singles, I, we had did a bunch of interviews with like Atlantic, Columbia, but the energy wasn't really there, I guess. So after a while, I just, I said, I stopped chasing the labels. Like, I just said, you know what, I'm, I'm gonna put out music and I'm gonna get so hot, they have no choice but to chase me now. But it kinda, I don't wanna, I don't mean that in a cocky way, you understand me, but I just, I kinda, I got very impatient. I, Cause I was making music from 12, from mm. the age of 12 I was impatient. So I'm 18 now, I'm kinda getting a glimpse of what I wanna do. I said, let me not rush into signing a deal. God forbid I signed the wrong deal. Mm. I get benched. I'd rather sign while I'm hot, so I'm a priority. You understand me? So uh, I put out two tapes, and then after that, I guess we kind of just, everything fell into place. We met with Interscope, and they, they really showed, like, they showed that, that, that they wanted me as a priority at, the, at their label. So it was a no-brainer for me, you know? Mm. Oh, that's dope. That's good to hear. Yeah, for sure. Do you feel like they actually, like, helped in terms of the quality of your music and shit, or does it basically all stay in the same and they just help with, like, the promotional element of it? They let me take the lead with everything. They just, as far as promotion and support, that's that's really what they do, and they're doing it good. I just, I don't know, I used to really broadcast the independent side of things, do it independently, but all you really need is a solid team behind you. That This is for all the like artists that are watching this too, because there's so many people that don't know like the answer as far as getting out there. Right. They think, oh, I gotta do this, I gotta do that, but that can only last for so long. You could get hot without a team, but you need to maintain that that flame you understand me because yeah. flames go out because ultimately at the end of the day your time is best spent on being you and making music and it's like you know it, the chances are if you're a talented rapper that doesn't mean you're going to be good at accounting mm -hmm. you know you need people on your team that are going to be able to do the shit that you yeah. can't really specialize in yourself mm -hmm. no, that's a fact how do you feel about like your overall fan base or reception in Brooklyn and shit because it's like most of the noise that's been made about Brooklyn over the past year or so is basically about you know, gangster rappers rapping in, like you said, like a drill fashion and everything. Like you, you're definitely doing something different, but something that I think could potentially have like a, a much bigger range of fans. Um, I feel like the support, the support is crazy in my city, and I see it when I go outside and I go to different places. You see it more when it's in front of you rather than hearing about it. Mm. But the thing is, the crazy thing is like. Because I came up around the time the drill scene was really buzzing. So it's like, I feel like that's something that got globalized and it's, it's amazing. But it's, it's, New York is different. There's so many different sounds coming out of New York. You can't really just put it as to one thing. Mm. But me, I, I'm, I'm just trying to stay in my own lane. I feel like it's dope that there's so much things coming out of New York because you can't really just tune into one thing, you know? You got different sounds. And I'm not here to knock any other artists, you know? People people got their own come up. I just feel like what I'm doing is dope because I could be in my own lane with it. And I, that's really the whole point with it. I just want to put out that type of music. Definitely. Uh, you basically like started popping after 6ix9ine was already locked up, right? Mm -hmm. Do you feel like that's kind of like a black mark on New York City or like Hispanic people in New York? You got kind of like answer for that in a weird way where people like might want to put you in that category or whatever people do but it's I, I i don't know like i can't really like dwell over it and i look wrong coming on my face feeling the way about it i i understand he, and he's huge six nine is huge like regardless of how people feel about it he's probably like the hugest artist out 
for now. Right now. He's yeah. in decline. Yeah. But <laughs> it's it's like regardless, I, I I'm putting out the type of music I'm putting out. You feel me? It goes back to what we were saying earlier with the whole gimmick and real music thing. Right. I, I don't really I'm just trying to separate myself by making good music. The comparisons, whatever people feel is how they feel, you feel me? It, it won't last forever. No, that's real, yeah. And I feel like you'll your career will go further based on the fact that you are genuinely doing what you're doing because you know there's a lot of trends that kinda of come and go in the game and it's like if you're able to transcend that and like do something that sort of exists outside of that then you'll have more of a a, a long shelf life mm -hmm. so yeah. I, I remember when we sent our videographer with you uh to do a vlog that actually did like almost a million views and that was actually like when, when i saw that i was actually like oh fuck like i really like this kid's personality like i could really see him being a big star and not just based on the music but based on just the way you talk to the camera and shit you had some random girl coming up to you on the street and stuff just seeing the way you were talking to her and shit i was like he definitely seems like he's got some fucking star power mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah but that i remember like weren't you guys supposed to go to staples center because when Kobe died, that was kind of like a big thing to mm -hmm. you. Was yeah. that was that sort of a, a thing? Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. So talk about that. Nah, the thing is, we were on tour. Like when we found, first of all, I got into so many arguments in school over Kobe Bryant because it's like people just don't seem to understand like what greatness is. But I was in, I think I was in Houston or Dallas when I found out about Kobe dying, mm. and I was a big Kobe Bryant fan. So. It was, it, kind of, it was crazy because we were going to Los Angeles like maybe two days later. So I'm like, hopefully we can make it to the mural and like show some type of love. But we didn't end up making it. But that that was ridiculous and just shocking as far as the impact it had on everybody. You know, that, that was very unexpected. Yeah, I like am not a basketball guy, but ended up learning a shitload about him like after he passed. And I mean, that's that's a fucking honorable guy right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a fact. Um, okay, so you're a basketball dude overall, or what are your like primary interests outside of music shit you're into? Now, I play basketball, but I, I don't really know. I'm boring. I can't really. It depends. Like if I'm in the right space, I'm gonna probably do something crazy. But usually, I just I stay anti-social. Like I don't really, I don't really do too much. Really, it's, it's not really much to me. You know, I, I don't wanna put on a facade or anything. You know, you just music yeah, twenty four hours a day. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, that's a full-time job right there. Like, the actual making the music and then the promotional aspect and, like, having to just be out there and everything. I mean, that's that's, that's a lot of work right there yeah, alone. Yeah, no, that's a fact, yeah. That's interesting. Okay, so uh, how's your life changed since the music started blowing up? Are you still in Brooklyn? Have you, like, changed up your spot and shit? Obviously, you got a lot of fucking jewelry on right there. I don't think you should be living in whatever apartment you were in before. Um... It, <sighs> I'll be around. Like, I try to travel. I don't try to stay in one place because I, I don't know. There's too much going on in my city as far as just, like, being who I am, being a person right. with my with my power. I feel like people hate. And it's, I, I don't know. You saw what happened to pop. You see what happens to artists in general, ex, many artists before mm -hmm. him. It's a lot of hate, hatred, especially towards public figures. I feel like regardless... I don't know, I try to move around safely, mm. you know, because it could happen. You know, Definitely. I'm not going to knock it, but it could happen. When you saw that happen to Pop, did that kind of, like, freak you out? Like, fuck, like, yeah. it ain't that different from something that could happen to me. Mm -hmm. It was crazy because it's like, it, <laughs> how? Like, yeah. and it was random, like, and that's, he was upcoming. It's not, you don't expect that to happen to somebody that has, hasn't solidified themselves yet. And you don't expect it to happen to anybody, but 
it was just crazy, you know? And especially now that we know so much more about what happened and everything, and you realize, like, oh, this was just some dumbass robbery shit. Yeah. Like, this wasn't, you the, know? The conspiracies that came with it, everybody thought his friend did it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's what the fans do, though. The fans, they're known for doing that. They take something, and they flip it, and then it's entertainment to them, you know? Sometimes yeah. they, they just have a good time speaking on things that they don't really know anything about. But like I said, I just try to stay out of everything because it's easy to get caught up. And people hate, like I said, bro, like nobody, nobody's genuine nowadays. And I've seen it with family, people closest to me, people I grew up with, you understand me? So I just, that's why I told you I'm antisocial. I don't, I try not to put my energy around anybody else's energy because mm. I'm, I'm heavy on that spiritually and just energy. I don't like having <laughs> my energy around negative things because... You know, it, it, it tends to latch on to you. Mm, that's true. Do you feel like you get a lot of hate in New York? Or, I mean, I'm sure there's a shitload of love, but of you feel like there's a good chunk of, like, people just hating on you, too? Oh, a lot of hate. There's hate everywhere. I don't know. I don't know. The thing with me, the people don't have a reason to hate on me. Like, I haven't done anything. Mm. You understand me? I haven't, I haven't done anything. I just, it's what comes with me. But it is what it is. You feel me? If people, as long as people are talking about me, that's really what matters. I just need, I just need my name to be relevant right i'm trying to keep it relevant in a positive way but negative things always follow you you understand me so you can't really do much about it who do you think of when you think about who your fan base is because it's kind of crazy to see like how much views and likes and everything everything that you fucking do seems to get like who who is like the central people that seem to be really big fans of your shit it's crazy i don't i it really i i don't know like, my manager sometimes tells me the younger kids really, like, are really on it more. But then I'll go to, like, events or after parties or, like, little clubs or spots, and I'll see grown women reacting crazy, grown men. I feel like it's for everybody. I try to make, that's, that's the thing, I try to make universal music, so I don't really have an age bracket. I don't really want to have an age bracket, but... I feel like just more of, like, the kids my age and slightly younger. Mm. Like, maybe, like, 15... And up. That's really like the age. How old are you? 18. 18. Mm -hmm. So you dropped out of high school? No, nah, I graduated. You did? Yeah. Like just, uh, when was that? Two, 19, 2019. Okay, so you actually did stick it out. And the music really didn't start popping until like right after you graduated? Or was it a little bit while you're still in During, school? Yeah, like During. right. My, my senior year is when I started like, I almost dropped out actually. That's the funny thing. I didn't even want to, I was going to get a GED. Because uh -huh. I felt like in general, like school couldn't really like, helped me with what I wanted to do. Like, hip-hop, uh -huh. you can't really... I don't think you could go to school for hip-hop. So, I could be wrong, but I just felt like what I wanted to do, it was different. I felt like you needed to be gifted to really be successful. So, I don't know. And then I had mad... I was homeschooled, and then the home I had finessed it. The homeschool system I was in was located in Cali, but I was living in New York. So they had found out I was living in New York, and they tried to take me out to school and drop me out. So I, at that point, I was just like, eh, like, whatever. I don't really care about school. I'm going to just, hopefully the music thing pops. But I just, I ended up finishing it somehow. Uh -huh. And I, I got through it. I got my diploma. You think it was worth it? Uh, no, yeah, for sure. I feel like, I feel like you need that diploma. Regardless, like, I don't know, sometimes they don't teach you what you need to know. I don't feel like a legislative angle mm. is really important as far as me trying to pay rent, you understand me, and survive. Right. But... I feel like you need to know the fundamentals and certain things, and I feel like education is very important. It, you're not hurting yourself educating yourself. I yeah. just felt like education wasn't for me. 
No, yeah, I mean, I feel like there's a certain point where even if it doesn't seem useful right now, there might be another f- time in the future. Because, like, okay, the, the the thing that always happens is that artists blow up, making a lot of money, and then at a certain point, they start to say, like, I'm making all this money, but it don't seem like I have that much money in the bank. And then they start to be like, oh, this is how much they take for taxes. This is how much this person's taking. This is what cut this person's taking. And, like, you know, all that kind of shit is, like, I think it does, like, even if it doesn't seem useful now, it definitely is good that you had that base of the fucking diploma that you got from high school just because there is going to probably be a time in which you want to understand the inner workings of the business. But, I mean, if you do have the right team around you, then it is what it is. But, Mm -hmm. you know, there's always going to come a time where you kind of want to understand more, you know? No, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm going through that now, especially with taxes. But, I mean, I plan on going back to college, too. That would definitely be something I I could be proud of accomplishing mm. you never hurt yourself educating yourself more but i just felt like at the time period it was hard like i was trying to get back my career i had fell off and i already lost clout lost a fan base so i was trying to manage that and manage school at the same time while failing right it was too much pressure you know do you um because when you were getting songs that have like 50 100 million plays whatever then it, it kind of becomes a thing where like the only way to then take that shit to the next level is to get it on the radio have you gotten much radio play you feel like, like new york has been supportive in that way now the radio i mean my, my biggest like record right now is need me mm-hmm. and the radio play on that is ridiculous now oh it is and it's now. crazy because like i dropped it last year right so i feel like it all caught up like always takes them fucking forever yeah, to yeah, figure yeah. out to put something on the of playlist course. yeah but the rotation is ridiculous especially in new york i feel like at this point the funny thing is you don't need radio play to like i, I don't feel like, like you have you have artists like logic right you have artists that are who they are because they have social media and platforms like YouTube and Spotify that really helped them. They're streaming artists. Right. And I feel like I'd rather win being a streaming artist than an artist who has crazy radio play or, you understand me? Definitely. Um, okay, they, the artists you've collabed with so far, Lil Durk? Yeah. How'd that come about? That's pretty crazy. Durk's like one of the most influential for the current generation, yeah. in my opinion. Um, well, he, he was close with my manager. My mm. manager was involved with him prior in the past and Dirk had I had chopped it up with Dirk like a couple months ago he had hit me up and then I was talking to him when I was on tour but I had needed him on this record like last minute I just wanted him on it and the label was able to like get that you feel me but I, I had met with him actually like maybe two three days ago like we, we were shooting video the video that the record we got mm-hmm. we were shooting in Atlanta he's dope like I'm a big fan of him he's genuine like he's very humble you mm-hmm. know and I, I heard him on the record, so I feel like that's probably like top five Dirk verses. Really? Yeah, hell yeah. Nah, wow. he did some. He did something different. That's crazy. You have another song coming out with him and Nav. The label, like this, is like from either the management or the label. They told me that. This is like, if, if this is a secret, uh, they want it out. Uh, Where's this interview dropping? Uh, nah, probably nah. next week. Nah. Um. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's pretty big. That's yeah. big right there. Yeah, def. I, I, we got a record, but I don't know who's on it. I'm just we got a record though. Okay, that's good though. No, man, I'm I'm still waiting. Somebody told me they were sending me the Nav Velone collab, so I'm fucking geeked up. Nah, that's hot. Next week's gonna be a big week for me if that shit comes in. You keep an eye out. I know you be in the P.O. box, Laura. Um, okay, what, what's this uh, Spotify radar program? They said you're the second artist in it. Is that, what's that about? Yeah, so they, they had put me on like this whole global campaign and they we, we shot like a documentary uh-huh. about me, like my life. 
and I just get more in depth with like who I am as a person. But they they're going crazy right now. They put me on so many playlists when my tape drop. They're just supporting me and they're just basically like introducing me to the world as far as globally and me being a, like a like a global artist. But campaign as far as Spotify goes, the funny thing is. I used to do horrible as far as streaming on Spotify. That was like my lowest point. Like I, I just really? I couldn't really click with Spotify somehow. So like YouTube was working, but it didn't really YouTube, translate to Spotify. Apple Music. I was I was going crazy on Apple Music, and really? I still am. But I guess something picked up with Spotify, and we we're, now we're going crazy. But their their support is ridiculous right now. Like they're they're going crazy right now. Like it's it's crazy because they told me me being a second artist. I I I don't know like. I was trying to process everything, you feel me? Because it was just weird, just me not being able to crack that. Then they bring the whole opportunity to me, you know? Right. And it's dope. It's really dope. Like, they really put me on mad playlists. Do we know who the first artist was? Um. Well, there's only two. The first one was probably big. Nah, nah. Actually, it was like a, it was like an upcoming artist, too. Okay. It was another upcoming artist. That's dope. Um, what about when you witnessed Drake rapping along to your shit? That was hard, too. He was doing that on live? Or yeah, where did you yeah. see that at? Um, I think it was live. He went live with somebody on his team. It's funny because I had made that record and I heard him on it. But um, he he just played a bunch of my music and showed me mad love. I chopped it up with him. He followed me. I follow him back. Whoa, that's crazy. Yeah, nah, for sure. From a musical perspective, that's like pretty much the goat for your generation, yeah, you make right? Music, that's, that's who you. That's the guy you gotta like. Yeah. You know. That's about as big as it gets for your generation. I don't know, like my generation too. Shit. Seems like it. Yeah. Um, okay, what about, um, I, I saw that you redid the Beautiful Girls thing, too. Was that like a song you remember from your childhood that you just wanted to do your own spin yeah. on it? Yeah, it was Sean Kingston. That's oh, Sean Kingston. He just facts. recently hit me up. Now right. we're best friends, I'm assuming. I haven't met him yet, but. Nah, yeah, I'm a big Sean Kingston fan. Um, I don't know, I'm a big fan for remaking records. People think I'm stealing them, apparently. Mm -hmm. Like, that's, that's, the, that's the type of, like, response they give me nowadays, but, um, I remade the record because I'm a big fan of it. And then I kind of threw in like a little It Wasn't Me by Shaggy reference right. in the second verse. But I'm a big fan of reggae and dancehall. I, you, I have a bunch of like dancehall records, reggae records. I just love that type of music. Interesting. So, yeah, that feels like you have kind of... Do you feel like most of the shit that you have put out has been like primarily focused in the kind of like melodic rap direction, but that you feel like you have a lot more to offer overall as an artist? Facts. Definitely a lot more to offer. I'm just, I'm, this is a taste of what I got. I, I gotta get, I'm gonna disappear for like a month. I don't know, probably fake my death. Really? Come back and just make an album. Disappear for a month and you're just gonna record while you're away? Yeah. And just for put sure. something nah, epic I, together? I need to come with an album. My fans are disappointed that I keep dropping EPs. I think it's time for an album. I'm just trying to build up enough momentum before I really, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, because I feel like you only get that, that first album moment. But everybody does the same thing where they say that they're going to put out an album and then they end up just calling it a mixtape once it doesn't do the numbers that they wanted to uh -huh. do. Because there's a lot of big artists who have done that trick over and over and over. But yeah, I mean, like when you put out that first like official project, that's kind of like a, a very big moment in the life of a new artist. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, what do you think needs to be different about the album, or what are you trying to bring to the table on that? Like, does it need to have bigger producers and features and stuff like that in order to feel like it's that big of a deal? And maybe twenty percent of that. I feel like with me, I need to deliver more. I need to get like I, there's there's a bunch of questions I got to answer. Like as far as just with my life, certain things that the fans know that I haven't really touched on yet. You know, mm. and I just feel like it's better 
for me to tell my story more. I don't really, when you hear my music, you don't really, I don't really say too much as far as my life and what I go through. Like I say it, but it's really for other people to relate to it and hear it. Like I, I haven't really spoke on my life yet. I feel like the album will have that and more of like a, you're gonna hear more of like a effort put into the, the music. I, I definitely wanna have better quality, have better production, cook up with different artists, down south artists. I just wanna show people unexpected things. I don't wanna come, un I don't want people to hear my album and be like, ah, I heard this already. Like, mm. I expected this. I want people to hear it and be like, holy shit, like, you know? It's gotta have something that takes it beyond, like, oh, you like, you like the songs you heard from me on YouTube, whatever, but like, this is just gonna be something that's gonna added additional layer to who I am as mm -hmm. an artist, right? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So uh, how, how bad is this COVID thing fucking up your, your progress? All the touring, off the table, you were probably about to be a South by Southwest, all that kind of shit, huh? Yeah, I mean, I was I was mad at first, but it's dope because now, like, I feel like I could build my catalog up. Mm. You know, I could definitely get my catalog up. And next time I do go on tour, I could do bigger venues, have way crazier shows I feel like is it it's something you could learn from because it's it was kind of like a wake-up call it was something that I don't want to say needed to happen but it was something that happened that raised awareness mm. you know and it goes to show you anything can happen right you know I mean? yeah I mean it's the kind of thing too that you know rappers end up splitting their time between like recording and touring like mm -hmm. those are the two main things that are basically going to take up the vast majority of your time if you're an artist and you have to juggle both of them yeah. and it's been kind of crazy to see like so many different artists have to basically only focus on like recording and just that's why a lot of rappers are streaming now and shit just to try to have something to do but what, what do you enjoy more the recording process or the the touring process the touring for sure hell yeah it's dope like there's so many things you see. Like, for me, the crazy thing for me, I love leaving the country and getting recognized. Because really? that's when it kind of like really solidifies everything. Like, just going to another place that you're not from and people come up to you. Like, that's what really like shocks me. Cause it's, I, some, I really forget I'm who I am. And I don't really, I don't walk around thinking I'm an artist cause I'm a regular person in my eyes, you know? But I love touring, just seeing new things, interacting with fans, that shit is dope. Where have you been out of the country since you started getting popping? Mexico, mm. Belize, Honduras. Really? Um, Puerto Rico. Oh, that's tight. Yeah. Damn. So they they really know what's going on out there? Not yet. I mean, I just go there for vacation now. Oh, okay. It's not like no touring. And we haven't left the country to tour yet. I was supposed to go to Europe, but oh, yeah. we got canceled. We couldn't go to London or anything like that, places like that. Do you feel like you're a big enough name at this point that you ain't trying to just be chilling outside the bodega or whatever, that you just you don't feel comfortable just sort of being around? You always got to be in motion. You got to be, like, actually moving the correct way. Uh, I mean... I mean, I have to, don't get me wrong, because, I mean, I do have a lot of followers, I feel like, and people do know my music. But I don't, I, like, I genuinely don't feel like I have to. Like, I don't want to sometimes, but and realistically, I have to. Mm. Like, because I, I care about my, my life, you understand me? People people seem to think shit is sweet. It's not. Right. Like, it's not. I really, I really, I genuinely care about my life, and there's people that don't really care about me, believe mm. it or not. So I got I to gotta watch the way I move. Definitely, yeah, because, I mean, it, it's only... It's kind of like only a matter of time that no matter how comfortable you feel, if you're not moving around the right way, then eventually somebody's going to take advantage of you being too comfortable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely. You a girlfriend kind of guy or are you uh, living the single life? Single thought life. life, if you will. Oh, okay. So you're on the thought life. Tell me about it. No, not thought life. No? <laughs> single life. Um, I don't know. I, I'm young. You feel me? I feel like 
I don't know, man. Girls come and go. You gotta wait till the right TikTok star swims in your DMs. <laughs> hey, TikTok star, nah. That's uh, who I see you with, man. You're like 18. You got there's probably a whole crop of TikTok girls that you're looking at on the internet. Uh, no, nah. fashion over models. What are, what are you into? I can't really say what I'm into. Okay. I don't. I don't. I, I just. I like. I like. Um. I don't know. You man. don't got a secret girlfriend that you're not telling us about right now. It's understandable. A lot of rappers do. A lot of rappers got whole wives and families and shit we don't know about. I'm not going to lie. I don't mess up everything I got going on. <laughs> I can't really, I can't say too much. I don't, I, nah, I don't. So you're in the studio, you're writing a song about a girl, I love you so much, etc. There's nobody popping into your head that... No, yeah, there's a bunch of people popping up. <laughs> a bunch of different girls? Just, That's tight. I, I don't, I don't know, man. I just, I got female fans. I got to mm. watch what I say sometimes. And I got to watch what I do sometimes. I try to mm. humble myself. And yo, like... You can't really trust people. Like I've had girls try to set me up before, so it's like set you up to get robbed or yeah, I, just try to expose know. you on some to shit. Set me up. I really? found out though, so it's like luckily I found out. You never know. I, I could have probably died too, but it's like it is what it is. People are crazy. You understand me? That's why I, I watch the way I move. I don't really. I'm very strict when it comes to who I come around and stuff like that. I don't. Nah. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm so glad that I got a girlfriend before I ever got set up by any of these fucking hoes out there. It'll do it. We brought a stripper home from the strip club. We're hooking up her one time. She tried to steal my Gucci polo shirt. I was like, what the fuck? This would be me every weekend if I didn't have a girl to fucking monitor my shit. Nah. <laughs> they do that shit. They crazy. <laughs> That's for real. I'm like, man, you really about to fold that up and put it in your purse? Uh-uh. I don't know. Uh, you got some love from uh, one of the, the great archbishops of Puerto Rico, Fat Joe. How was that? Yeah, that was that was dope. Um, Especially because of like the whole Puerto Rican Thing That's a big as, cosign. Yeah, and then he he, I looked up to him in pun mm. as far as what they did for 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 our people, carrying Puerto Rico, and like you said, like it's it's like a drought as far as Puerto Rican artists. Like mm. it's very rare you see a big artist dominating the charts or just dominating in general with a Puerto Rican ethnicity. You feel me or background, and that was something I really wanted to like carry as far as just like what I represent, what I stand for, but. I, that, that came out of nowhere. I wasn't even expecting that. But I'm a big Fat Joe fan. Shout out to Fat Joe. That's dope. Yeah, because it's like being in, like, I'm from the East Coast. So, like, growing up, if there was a Hispanic person, most likely they were Puerto Rican. And then mm-hmm. you move out here, if there's a Hispanic person, almost always they're Mexican. So it's kind of like th- people don't realize there's such a massive difference between the cultures and shit. Yeah. But that definitely, yeah. You know, shout, out, shout out to all the Puerto Ricans out there. Puerto Rico. Okay. <laughs> Um, fuck, anything else we should talk about? Anything else you got in the works that we need to know about? New music. Definitely new music. I might come with a deluxe Ooh. real soon. Or just a part two to Welcome to G-Store Volume 1. Um, uh, Maybe a movie. A movie? Or a series. I want to definitely write something. I got something big on the works. I want to plan out. I don't want to... Um, Put myself in a category or limit myself to what I could do. Mm. But I definitely want to do a series. Might give it a Netflix or something. See what I could do with that. That'd be dope. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the fucking new world that we're in. It's like if people ain't going to be able to tour for at least six months, then everybody's just going to keep getting more and more creative on the yeah, artist side. Yeah, become an actor. You never know. There you go. I could see it for sure. You got TikTok? Nah. I bet you blowing up on TikTok though. I bet your songs are all over there. Nah, yeah, I don't, I don't use it though. I don't know why. Like yeah. my manager, my my label, they telling me to use it. I'm just not a fan of it. 
Yeah. I don't so, want to disrespect TikTok. Sorry, TikToker. No, but when I see like Chris Brown or Tyga on there, I'm like, man, it feels like there's a whole team standing there telling them what to do to make this TikTok That's pop off. That's what I'm off. saying. That's like, what you need. Just you show up, tell me what dance to do, then I'm out. Nah, if they, <laughs> they pay me, I'll do it. I don't know. I got to think about it. Shit, it'll pay them a long run. I'll get them streams up. Um, all right. Anybody you want to shout out? Anything we need to know before we uh, end this? Man. Follow me on IG, I-A-M-J period I. Welcome to G-Store Volume 1 out on all platforms. Shout out to No Jumper. Shout out to Adam22. Appreciate you, man. Hey, everybody at home, go type his name in Spotify, Apple Music. Get it in. TikTok, etc. <laughs> Appreciate you, G. Thank you.